I guess we'd have to figure... See, that's the problem, though. It's like, that thing is, like, in the way. Yeah, the window's in the way. The window's in the way. We are in the nerd cave here discussing where to put a TV if ever there was one down here. Sadly, if we have put it in the center, yeah, one put it in the center, but then one would be in the way of the window. You can't put it in the center of those posters there because then you'd have to take down the two posters. I like those two posters. Unless we find a place for those two posters. I mean, you could buy a smaller one and replace my Marvel one up here above the uh, my computer desk. That, or we can just clean off that top there and just put a stand on the top of the uh, entertainment center right there. Yeah, but then we have to center that thing. What do you mean center it? Um, it it, it doesn't have it. to be center. In, it has, doesn't have to be in the center of the room. Well, I'm Dakota. This is Sean. Howdy. And we're going to attempt this. Probably shouldn't say that in the podcast, but we're going to attempt, attempt this. He can edit this out, don't worry. Uh, maybe. Maybe. He's never done this before, neither have I. Actually, I have. Okay, good. I once, and only seven people's heard it. One person in Sweden's heard it. I don't count him, though. He's a friend. <laughs> he is a friend. <laughs> he's, he's a guy that listens to a friend of mine's stream. Automatists, the stream... That the streamer automatus. So, automatus. Yeah. Always, I always imagine his name being automatus. Yeah, it's. It does sound weird. It sounds weird for automatus, but it's automatus, like Atom- uh, like automatus automa, automatus running. Automatus or atomitus. I, I I it depends on how you want to. Kind of like aluminum and aluminium. Well, the correct that's... way I heard that you how to s- say okay. aluminum foil, aluminium. Yeah, but then again, there's that extra I in there that doesn't even go actually in aluminum if you actually spell it out. Oh, really? Yeah, because if you spell aluminium and aluminum, there's that I that's missing between the N and the U. Oh. Okay. So aluminium is more the elemental side. Aluminum is more the compound. Hmm. All right. Even though I don't know what aluminum foil compared to aluminium is, but... I thought you were going to say you didn't know what aluminum foil was. That's a very, very touchy subject there. (laughs) But... Well, earlier we had just watched the... uh, Second to last episode of Doctor Who. And we've been talking about that. Too bad we didn't catch it on podcast, but we kinda we needed it we needed to discuss it with ourselves first. Well, um the one thing I liked about it though it it made me worry about one of my fanfics. Maybe worried no, it didn't make me worried actually. It kinda conquered <coughs> one of my fanfics. Because I got a very fourth Doctor vibe from it. I haven't watched that much fourth Doctor to well, get vibes it, like that. In a way, where um um with Tennant, Eccleston, Smith, and Capaldi, pretty much Moffat and Davies, 
<laughs> Davies. Now that they, we remember his name. They they wanted um they wanted a scientific answer for all of their questions. A yeah. very scientific answer. And with that latest episode it was kinda like with that other universe. I can't remember the names now. I can't. It, it was it, a long they, word. They just gave a name for it and being like... I want to call it the Sycorax, but that's a monster in, uh, that from yeah. the Christmas invasion. Uh, pretty much. They didn't give it so much of a scientific explanation. They just... And like in the beginning, you know, without a god, there was energy, there was mass. And yeah. I, thought, really, I thought they said maths. Math. Actually, maths. Well, like arithmetics. But, it, 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 you could go math as if you want to. I don't know if they could think of that, but pretty much... I, I was just imagining plus signs and numbers floating around in the void along with mass and energy. There was maths. That's where all those abstract things come from. <laughs> but, um... Uh, no, and, and they explained that there's this other element that didn't mix with all of them. And so it just kind of... Went away from itself. No, actually, ones... no. So it was sent away, but I don't know who. It was, but sent... it was captured pretty and much, pretty much it was banished. knows that it wouldn't work with the other ones, and then that was created the universe that Doctor Who Earth Gallifrey was created in, and um, um, and for me that kind of whenever they've gotten to the sentient form of that frog at the end. With Grace's voice. That was weird. That kind of actually worked into one of my fanfics because that there's two characters that I've always wanted to see brought back into modern new just to see how it would work. Would be uh, whenever the Doctor with Romana, which Romana was picked out specifically for, was looking out for the fragments of the key of time. Yeah, I knew that. The black and white guardian. And that always made me wonder, is like, who in the heck is the white and black guardian? Because supposedly they're they're more powerful than the Time Lords. I thought we... They did find... The, they they did, did talk to them. I'm more of a... Who were they? Oh, who you wanted the lore like, on them. What, what is the ooh and what are the white and black guardian? The ooh? The ooh. The who 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 is the black and white guardians like, and and the you know and uh, fourth doctor, they gave a bunch of the stuff and they made a bunch of scientific like words and all that phrases, but they never really explained scientifically how a bunch of that worked. Kind of like with the third doctor and reversing the polarity flow, you know that it sounds scientific, but yeah. it's like does that really make sense? And so it's kind of like. At the end of that episode, it's kind of like, you know, in the lore of Doctor Who right now, at the end of this episode, I think the black and white Guardian could come back. Because really, we could just give them, like, some alien name to fit their species or their being or their reason of creation, but... Here, I went to the TARDIS data core. The Doctor Who wiki. Yeah. The black... Here's what it says. The black Guardian, also known as the Guardian of Darkness and Chaos was an anthropomorphic personification of the forces opposed to the power of light, as embodied by the White Guardian. So it's the anthrop- it doesn't really give it a race. It's a personification of darkness. But then what gives it that form, then, you know? I think you're looking way too far into this. I know you'd like to know, but I think it's I, a I, little... I, I think I'm... 
Well, my problem is I think I'm trying to look at it in the way of uh, Matt Smith and all that, where something is magic and to, it's science that we don't know. And it's like, for me, it's like you're giving a personification to a being that is a being of darkness that opposes light and a being of light that opposes Here, light. it goes on to say, with the White Guardian and four others, he was part of the sixfold god known as the Guardians of Time. That kind of goes into um, um, another lore of Doctor Who, which is on Gallifrey, there was a goddess of death. Which originally, at the beginning of it, the Doctor was chosen as her champion. And then eventually, knowing that the Doctor would not go on her, onto her side, she chose the Master as her champion. But then again, that's not canon, though, because that's not part of the TV series. Yeah, well... Uh, the whole thing about the, uh, the description here, apart, along with the Sixfold God, it, it says prose. P-R-O-S-E. The, what is prose? I thought it was an event over there in the UK. It says prose, the quantum archangel. R-O-S-E, go. That's not what I want. Uh, prose, noun. Written or spoken language in its ordinary form. Uh, it's a short story of shorts, of sort. So, yeah, I'm... Uh, look up Doctor Who prose D O C T O R H O W. Search. Prose stories. So yeah, it's a it's a short story. Yeah. I don't know. I just saw my um. I guess my fanfic was bringing the white and black guardian in and adding more lore into it in a way trying to yeah. trying to instead of Ex- making them instead of explain. making them more of a more celestial beings instead of making them more celestial kind of adding what modern who's trying to do which is trying to bring them down to kind of like bring them down to a more kind of like, manageable size kind of like Satan or um, um like they did with uh, the unexplainable planet, that two-parter. I mean, it was probably just a de- a demon, but the Satan pit. Kind of like um, um the um, what's that called? The episode Chris? No, it was the Matt Smith Christmas episode with the snowman, the intelligent. The snowman. Yeah, the uh, the great intelligence. The great intelligence. That's what I was trying to tie the black and white guardians into. Because the great intelligence was the being that was before this current universe. It was a part yeah. of the universe before. And that's why I kind of wanted to make the black and white intelligence a part of. Kind of like they were the two last of their races and they split off. And they suddenly were able to survive the great... Bang. <laughs> in a way, kind of like the great emptiness whenever the universe collapses enough and it suddenly expands again 
Yeah. They're, a, they're able to survive that with their The end and beginning of the re- universe. They're able to uh, survive that. And then in a way, I wanted to kind of make them like... Um, uh, I don't know if this would fit entirely into a Time Lord lore thing, but to kind of make them kind of like the gods of Time Lord technology. Kind of like their spaceships that were able to bring a TARDIS into their spaceship. Being like, well, they were the ones that actually gave the Time Lords instead the idea of, of... Instead of Omega, Rassilon, and the other. Yeah, kind of like, um... They gave them the idea. Gave the th- three the idea. And then through them, they were able to... They threw them a bone, basically. And then they discovered the way of time travel and all that. That's kind of like what I wanted to create the lore of, is to kind of make the white and the black guardian less of a celestial being and more of these people that kind of like probed into areas that I don't think they really kind of belonged in but they felt like they were the guardians of because kind of like you know you got the master and the doctor you know the doctor trying but then again the doctor's kind of like this weird thing now where before he was kind of like this being of light in a way where he kind of judged she he they Kind yeah, of, I I like the pronoun they since there there's multiple, there's thirteen doctors and we have a woman doctor now, which is doing great by the way. I mean, I of course we've discussed this before. I've we we love Jodie Whittaker as the doctor. We love the actors of it. We're not a big fan of the writing. But it's her first season. All the writing's not going to be all that good all the time. I mean, that, some of Matt Smith's first... I, I didn't really like some of Matt Smith's first season. There were some low points uh, that I kind of thought the writing wasn't as good as it could have been. But I did like it. I mean, new showrunner, new doctor... New companion, new monsters. So, I mean, <laughs> lost that tangent. Yeah, I can't remember. You kind of came in, and I'm just kind of like, uh-oh. in one ear and out the other. But um. Well, that's what I was going to get on to. Was, uh, before, it was kind of like this tangent of a... No, not tangent, but, you know. It's kind of like this thing. The Doctor was this pure being of light. The suddenly the Master comes in and kind of like was this dark thing. Dark rival that... And then, you know, suddenly throughout the series, how it goes, it, you know, it's kind of like the Doctor was still kind of like the same. And then suddenly in Modern Who, after the... Especially after the time war. The doctor kind of becomes this gray Jedi. Where they will follow as close as they can to the light, as close as they can. But if they deem something that's needed to be done, that strays a little bit too far from what the White Guardian would allow them to. They'll do it. Like, basically all of Tenet. 
Like, I gave you a chance. Now you have to pay the consequences. And the consequences are horrible. Kind of like... Trapping you in a mirror forever. Get thrown in the dark... Get get thrown into the heart of a dying star. Get frozen and set up as a scarecrow for eternity. Uh, Get... What did he do to the father? I thought it was mother that he threw in, into a dying star. It was. I think that he chained father up. Yeah. Now that that was one of my favorite catchphrases about the doctor is like the reason that the wolf that the doctor did not fight us or so is because the doctor was being kind. Yeah. But then again, it's like all that stuff is because of these two. Yeah. These. Uh, the war doc, the eighth doctor, and the war doctor. These two saw such traumatic things. Him during the beginning initiate during the beginning parts of the time war, and then you have the war doctor, the one who did the unspeakable things, the ones that, though he came in unharmed, was able to make people run in fear of him. Yes. Uh. Oh, and I lost it. Uh, uh, that kind of reminds me of another fanfic that was kind of like thinking of. I have like three right now. One is uh, a named doctor. Probably Jodie Whittaker, maybe. Probably, because it's after Rassilon is forced off of Gallifrey, which is... She upon, goes upon ancient Egypt with her three companions... And comes upon the Avatar of Ra. Not the only reason I came up with it is because of just the name Ra, Rasalad. And I thought it'd be kind of a neat thing because you don't see too much uh, ancient Egypt stuff. Another one was trying to put a more lore kind of thing to the Black and White Guardians. More of a um, um, less celestial, more alien, mortal kind of thing. And the other one was... um, I don't know. It was just more of a... This is probably more of a fanfic thing than anything as a... What inspired the first Doctor to the traveling. Yeah, because we don't have that lore as of yet. And just imagining just like, say, the war Doctor deciding to just take a break. Go back to a peaceful Gallifrey before everything, meeting his younger self. Back whenever he was just a young academy student just running around. With the master. And then the first doctor would be like, You know, I remember an old man sitting there in the park in his leather coat. His eyes very old. And I asked him one time, What what bothers you so? He's like, Oh, nothing. I just... Remember things. The time war. I, I, well, not time war. But I remember the universe. Do you want me to tell you? And I said, oh yes, please. Because as a young time lord, I was very curious about the universe about. And he was like, I'll tell you. There's one planet I found. Seas, waters, is 
the sky, which is something unfathomable on this planet. Only one sun. They only need one sun, believe it or not, to warm. Because Did Galfrey have two suns? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. And grass. Red. May not be silver. Green. Green as your eyes right now. I remember that planet. And that was just one little fanfic of the first Doctor encounter and a war doctor that tried to take a break from the war. Loved your impression of John Hurt right there. That was... That was John Hurt. Smallest Doctor ever, but probably one of my favorite because there's just so much potential with him. There's just so much like... But we, we had to lose him so soon. May you rest in peace. But I don't know, that was like one of my fanfics that got the first doctor into thinking about traveling was the war doctor taking a respite from it. And just sitting somewhere in a park in Gallifrey. Which we don't know if they even had parks in Gallifrey, but I imagine in places with beautiful nature and beautiful suns and skies and trees and everything that they, they, they will they would have parts and I would imagine the war doctor he in a respite because since it's obviously a time machine he can return back to the terrible things of war he would take a respite one moment I mean okay yeah John Hurt would have been able to or the war doctor would have been able to I was gonna say there was one problem with that it's time locked but the war doctor might have been able to do that, but of course, the Daleks and the Time Lords were fighting at all possible points of time. I mean, every all the different time zones they were fighting in the past, they were fighting in the future, in the presence. I don't think he would have been able to go back and find a peaceful Gallifrey. Might have been one, though. Might have been one, but I don't think he would have been able to find one if the Daleks were attacking them throughout time. I don't know. Maybe there's some time that I would have to go back to that lore and try and figure that out a little bit better. Yeah. I think, personally, though, I think that would be a nice kind of respite for him. I mean, even if it was just a short story. Just like you said there, just a little anecdote about him going back. Not a whole fledged out. Just an encounter. I I just... For me, it's like... um, The first Doctor, you you never really hear too much of why he... Left. Left. Why he stole the TARDIS. I mean, if you follow the canon, he's like... I I always wanted to see the universe. Or... If you wanted to see the universe, why steal a TARDIS? Why not commission one? Why wasn't he in the place to commission one? Or like a twice upon a dream. He's like, I always wanted to know why good always prevailed against evil. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. And maybe that could have been a ravages of the time war that could have affected that he may not have been known of, 
because if they attacked Gallifrey in all points of time, it could have been that during these rough times, you know, that could have been why the doctor lived in that shack for so long. In the barn? Wait, no, this, yeah, the barn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, we learned it was the same barn that took place, that the moment took place in. Yeah. It's where he grew up, I mean, the, it was the orphanage's barn. He'd go out there and, uh, basically pout. And, you know, it could have been that reason. It could have been that the Daleks were attacking at all points in time, but they were told something different. But then, I don't know, that's kind of like a Moffat plot hole as well. The Daleks attacking all at once. Yeah. So, but that was always kind of like a part of what I wanted was another reason that the first doctor <coughs> left Gallifrey was because the war doctor talked about a time of peace a time on a planet far away kind of like you like a grandpa explaining uh his childhood and the places he visited the the wars he's seen the I mean just sharing his memory to uh his grandchild. I was born in war, you see. I was there at the beginning. I was there at the end. I was there when I pressed that button. The one that ended it all. I never forgave myself. Never. Though I tried so hard, I... You know? And he does all this with a semi-straight face wearing a fez. It's amazing. It's not just... not the war doctor, Sean, here. <laughs> I I was watching him. It, he kind of cracked a smile, but he's doing this all with a fez and with a semi-serious look. It, I mean, when I'm wearing the fez, I can't help but smile. I think that's the uh, 11 in me. Oh, I think that's the go. 11 and me. Oh, there you go. Just saying that. Oh, look at me. I have feathers on my head. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you are. Just thinking you're better than me. Don't you? Oh. Just because you ain't a Scotsman, you can't complain too much, can you? <laughs> oh. It was nice to see Jodie F- Whittaker have the fez. In Kablam. Well, she got a spoon. She got a fez. Now we just need a leather jumper. <laughs> <laughs> a trench coat, maybe. Banana. We need a banana. A banana. No, we can't have a banana. Oh, really? You're going to go there? You sick. What? <laughs> Really, that's one part of lore I've also wanted in the fanfic. I haven't really thought about it too much. Reproduction, no the sex. I just want the granddaughter back. I thought that you want be- Susan. I actually wanted to know the lineage, the in between there. This, See, if a- the doctor has a granddaughter, he's got to have a son or a daughter. He's got to have that family in between there, 
And to have that, he's got to have a wife. Not River. I mean, you have River, you have Marilyn Monroe, you have Cleopatra. He has several wives. Uh, one, and he's got, he only has two serious wives. They. He ha- <laughs> What? They. They. They have serious, they have two serious wives. The, uh, Susan's grandma. And River Song. Okay, crush. Have they done that with Jody yet? It's like, how's it Baron Father once? No, so, no. He, she, no, they've done her like the I had a last, once. the at last episode, I mean last week's episode, the one we missed that we watched today, the witch hunt one. She's, she did go on the rant. If I was a bloke, I could have got this done so much quicker Instead, we have to sit and patter around, or whatever she says, patronize, because I'm a woman. Why do you keep calling me ma'am? Because you're a woman. Am I? Does it... do, Do I pull it off? Wait, I remember now. Sorry, half an hour ago, I was a white haired Scotsman. Always loved that. Kind of like Peter Cap- that was that was the thing like you could tell in the later kid Peter Capaldi episodes that the regeneration was gonna be a female because of all the hints he kind of gave throughout it. You know, like, well, one moment I was a female, male. You know, I can't really remember that early too much. <laughs> or um, um, or um, Saxon being like, is the entire future going to be female? Yeah, you know, talking to the mistress, talking to Missy. In a perfect world, yes. So it's like, I I don't mind. She she's a great actor. I love Graham. Oh, Graham's the best. I I like Graham because it just out of all companions that he has, like with, like you have Amy. Amy, she's a young Scots girl. That's trying to get past her daydreams and everything, you know. She's trying to get past what's reality, what's real. And all that. Then you have Clara, who's just this... But in a polite terms, she's raised above the others. She's above the others. And then you have... Um, uh, what's the other one? Donna? No. Rose? No. Bill? Bill. Bill Potts. Bill, which I liked her because she was just normal. She asked great questions. She actually asked the questions. What is a Dalek? X data minute. Oh, okay. She you actually know, I, asked I, I what... I enjoyed her. And then Graham. Graham is more relatable type in a way. He wants to be snark. He wants to be funny. He wants. He's to... trying to get over the loss of uh, his wife. But but um, he's not too afraid to jump into it, and especially with going with the doctor now. Because before, if you watch the first episode that Graham is kind of in, he kind of hesitates on that stuff. Oh yeah. But then, like in the latest episode, where he's like. You know, where he wants to follow the mud-possessed 
witches that with his that, with his pilgrim hat. You know, he he doesn't hesitate at this point. And it's just like it's amazing to watch the character development of him because one because one moment he's just this normal guy that doesn't want to do it. He was afraid of it. Suddenly he loses his wife. And then now he's kinda of like this he he's still scared. You can tell still still he's scared. But he tries. He tries, and he knows he has to be brave for whatever reason. Who knows? He Putting just... on a good face for Ryan, his step-grandson. Which, proud moment for you and me that he actually got Ryan... Ryan actually called him grand, granddad in the last episode. The episode with... uh, uh I don't even know what that episode was called. I didn't look. Uh... No, the, no, I don't even know. The 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 one with the uh, yeah the second to last one. For some reason I call, thought it was a witch hunter, but I was like, I know that's the episode before it. But that was that was, that was a grand moment though, grand moment. Which I I have to agree with the people of Reddit. It's like the first couple episodes for the season. I was kind of like, eh, and kind of like the beginning of that ep- latest episode. I was really meh. But near the end of it, you kind of got a 70s modern who-ish kind of vibe from it. Where you got, like, some unexplainable thing. The doctor comes in and says it's... Uh, this is one thing me, uh, Granan called. Number five. She was my favorite. And <laughs> we got some lore there. Seven grandmothers? A, how does that work? I mean, yes, it's a different race and everything. But why don't we have that backstory? Five grands. And she called them number five and number two? I can only imagine regeneration. <laughs> Lordy. So it's kind of like... So it, it's kind of like... Um, it's not really a scientific facts, fact of it, but it's like they gave it a name. They didn't really explain it. That was good enough. Yeah. Well... I think we're going to end that this episode on that. Sound good? Yeah. And we'll be back next week to probably just discuss about the finale, series finale, which is next week. What? Yeah, <laughs> it is. And then we have to wait till New Year's Eve to see the special for this year. Because there is no Christmas special. And everybody is mad about that. Because all our tradition... Okay, you're not mad about that. I'm just upset because my tradition has been ruined. Having you all come over and watch it. So. No. No. The plastic stays on that. I know. See, that says D23. It's a special. Special one. That's been made. So. Alright. Until next time. This is Dakota. Sean. And this has been the Nerd Cave.